Today on episode number 502 of the School of Podcasting, you know, there are so many different ways to get feedback from your audience, whether it's email, voicemail, Voxer, Anchor, Clamor, etc., SpeakPipe. We're going to look at them all and see which one is the best for your audience. And we have not one, not two, but three because of my podcast stories. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your very own professional podcast mentor. Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, here's what we do. I help you massage your message for maximum impact. I help you tackle that technology. I help you face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and get your podcast off the ground. We're going to hear a uh, podcast today that uh, is on episode number two. And that can be you in iTunes. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign in. Now, I will say as of this point, as I record this, School of Podcasting still closed for renovations, but should be open by the next week. And uh, I know I said that last week, but uh, I got bored and I decided to throw my back out cleaning the cat box. Isn't that always fun? So that was uh, some of the bad news this week, but I did have some really good news. And um, I have a segment of my show that I always say, hey, because of my podcast, blank. Can you fill in the blank? And because of my podcast, because of, and I always say, it's not the MP3 file. It's the relationship. It's the reputation that you build with your podcast by delivering consistent, valuable content on a regular basis. It opens up doors for you. And so if you were listening last week, or actually two weeks ago, I guess at this point, I'll let you know that my day job had gone away. A little update on that story. I uh, actually reached out to the head of the HR person to only find out that she no longer works there. And I got an email stating that payroll would be postponed. And I heard a little voice in my head. What do you want to do with your life? And I said, I want to help people in the podcasting space. And I said, okay, well, who's the biggest player in the podcast space. And I went, well, that would be Libsyn. And I thought, you know, that would be a good fit for me because from 2005, I've been using Libsyn. I promoted them before they had an affiliate program. And uh, I've always been a big fan. Now, I know you might be saying, what about Blueberry and Spreaker? Can I tell you something here? There's a, uh, an ice cream stand in my neighborhood called Strickland's. And um, I love their chocolate ice cream. And I'll walk in and be like, they have chocolate, vanilla, and banana. And chocolate and vanilla and whatever, caramel. And chocolate and vanilla, it's, it doesn't matter. It's chocolate for me. It doesn't matter what the other flavors are until they had Oreo cookie ice cream. So that's the way I feel about Blueberry. Blueberry, awesome, great people, great staff, great support. Spreaker, great people, great service, great staff, great support. I just like Lipson a little more. So I reached out to the person I knew. Now, last week we were talking about how can you be a guest on other shows? And you'll see how that works out today. I'm going to have Chris Nessie come on here in a bit. And I said, when you bring value as a listener to the host, they will probably eventually let you trickle that value down to your audience. And I said, but really it starts with one thing, and that is relationships. And so I reached out to the person I know I knew over there and I've known Rob Walsh for 11 years. We go back many many moons. We did uh today in podcasting. Holy cow. Back when it was a big deal if somebody actually released a podcast. Now we have literally thousands a week going into iTunes. And all I said was, look, it's no big deal if there's no room at the end, I get it. I just want to let you know I am now available if you need someone. And basically over the span of about 2 weeks I was given a proposal to join the team and I have accepted. So starting February 29th, right after I get back from podfest.us, I will be a Lipson employee. And I'm going to interrupt my little Lipson speech here to talk about podfest.us. If you're in Florida, I expect you to be there. This is in Tampa, Florida. 
next week, February 24th. I know I get there on the 24th. I leave the day after the 28th. So it's the 25th through the 27th in Tampa. Beautiful weather. Glenn Hebert's going to be there. All sorts of really cool people. But here's what I want to say. If you're coming to this, and doggone it, you should be, it's going to be really, really cool. And here's why I'm really looking forward to it. And I mean, really. Number one, no snow. How cool is that? Number two, uh, it's big, but not huge. So we're talking probably hundreds of people versus thousands of people. And this is why I wanted to say this right up front. If you're going to be at podfest.us next week, and you see me, you better come shake my hand, and I'm probably going to give you a hug. And if you're like, oh, but you were busy, no, no, can no, can I have your, no, you come shake my hand. Because I seriously want to meet as many people as I can there. Why? Because it's all about relationships. Seriously, it's all about relationships. I'm so looking forward to giving my presentation there. It's going to be pretty funny, I think, and uh, educational, as always. Really looking forward to that. Podfest.us. So, and I'm telling you, I don't want to hear, I was going to say hi to you, but I didn't. There's none of that. None of that. We will have, I will turn this car around, mister. All right. Going back to my Libsyn story. So yeah, I reached out to Rob and said, look, if you can't squeeze me in over there, I get it. I'm still your buddy. And Rob was like, I'm so glad you got fired. (laughs) And I got to talk to the president and we kind of went, how are we going to do this whole school of podcasting thing? That's going to be a little tricky. So here's how this is going to work. Because I was like, well, do I, do I have to do consulting or do I get to work for a podcast company? And I get to do both. How cool is that? I get to do both. I can still do consulting when I'm wearing my Dave Jackson professional podcast mentor hat. But if I talk about hosting companies here, you'll hear me say things like, well, first things first, I am an employee of Lipson. And you will hear me on this show give out the promo code SOP free to get you a free month at Libsyn.com. Libsyn, by the way, spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. And, uh, but if I'm at a trade show standing behind a table that says Libsyn on the front, you're not going to hear me dishing out promo codes where I'm acting because at that point I'll have my Libsyn employee hat on. And for those, again, that are new to my show, I just want to reiterate, I've liked Libsyn before they had an affiliate program and I like them now even as an employee. And what I'm really excited about is I think the insights I'm going to get from working in support will help me create better content for this show. As well, I get to make documentation for Libsyn, but I've always wanted to make a living around podcasting, around helping people. So if I can help people podcast, home run, and now I can do podcasting as my full-time gig and my nighttime hobby. Wait a minute. That's, wait, hold on. That's Ray's line. And you're like, wait, who? What? Ray Ortega? You don't know Ray? You don't know Ray Ortega? Seriously? Yes, you do. Ray Ortega is the host of podcasterstudio.com as well as the podcastersroundtable.com. And that's his tagline because he actually produces a podcast for his job. And then uh, podcasting is his nighttime hobby. But I want to, uh, I'm going to go just a little longer on this. So I, I normally don't talk as much about me. But if you're wondering what's going to be, different about this. I've kind of given you that already, but really when it comes down to this, I would like to think that I've always given an objective view of technology on this show. I will say, here's what it does. Here's what it doesn't do. Here's what I wish it did. Things like that. And that's not going to change. It's really not. And the only thing that's ever got me in remote hot water is when I see somebody develop a product that is made for people who have no clue about podcasting and it takes advantage of them. I tend to get my dandruff. Is that even a saying? I tend to get my dandruff messed up or my, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, my claws come out and I get a little emotional on that. But I would like to think that I provide a fairly objective. And this is where I'm really glad that I've always come up. I have set criteria for media hosts. And of course that was created by the standard set by Libsyn. And then there are people like Blueberry and Spreaker that fall into that. So now I can say, hey, it's not just a Libsyn thing. This is my criteria. So I don't think it's going to change anything. I just think what's going to happen is I'm going to get a bigger perspective 
The other thing that's going to, I think, going to affect this show, I'm going to be much more aware of probably people to bring on as guests here. If I see somebody just crushing it, oh, and that's the other thing, you have till the 29th to lie to me about your stats. Because after the 29th, that's right. I'm going to know what your stats are. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm going to have fun. The first day at work, what'd you do today? I checked everybody I know. I checked their stats. (laughs) Okay, maybe not. Uh, But that's going to be a lot of fun. So when I took the job for the director of new media, for the new media expo, you know, one of the biggest things I took away from that was the relationships. And I'm thinking this job is going to give me insights into potential guests and insights that I didn't have because I'll have a bigger view of that. And it's that view that I wouldn't have if I didn't take this position. And so I said it before, I wanted to make a living helping people podcast. And now I am. And I'm going to bring that knowledge and bring it right back here to this microphone. So I'm really looking forward to it. And also, I want to say thanks to everybody who's gone to supportthisshow.com. This is a website you can go to and donate because I've been unemployed for a couple of weeks. I have still yet to, because I'm working with this lovely thing called the U.S. government. Yeah, um, I still have no unemployment. It's, um, and it's not that I'm waiting. I mean, I can't even sign up. It's a long, boring story that I won't uh, bore you with, but I, I have sat on the phone for hours only to be hung up on. It's been, it's been a treat. So if you, uh, and being that I won't get a paycheck for, for a while, if you find the show of value and would like to give some value back, support the show.com. There's Amazon links over there. There's button to donates, things like that. And I really appreciate it because some people have really chipped in and uh, kept my boat afloat. And uh, it was getting kind of scary there. So you start to see the end of the tunnel coming your way. And I was like, uh, this could be a little tricky. So that's the story on Dave working for Libsyn. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. Oh, well, this is actually going to tie in with it because of my podcast story. And it's actually not a rewind. This episode hasn't aired yet. Uh, it's actually coming out next week on Ask the Podcast Coach. Now, if you heard the show live, you heard this, but uh, check this out. This is from Jim Harold. Because of my podcast, I was able to quit my day job and do this full time. Very cool. Gotta love that. How long did it take you to do that? Uh, what did I say? Four years, 2012. I started in 2005, seven years. See, because a lot of people want to do it in seven weeks. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Just for the record. And what's cool about this, you ready for this? I, I do a show every Saturday morning, 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And this guy comes on who has a history in radio sales, been podcasting since 2005, lives in Cleveland. I'm like, really? I'm like, dude, we got it. So I'm, I'm meeting Jim for uh, basically lunch at a McDonald's. So we'll do some portable recording. And the other thing I should mention, as we're kind of talking because of my podcast stories, tomorrow, that will be the 22nd, I will be appearing on a live radio show, Debbie Nigro, who has been uh, voted three times Best National Syndicated Radio Personality. She's out of New York on uh, AM 1490 WGCH. Uh, I will be on her show tomorrow talking a little podcasting. And um, so here, you, you never know who's right next door. And so Jim is going to come on my show because when I heard, hey, here's a guy making a living from his podcast, there are so many of us that want to do that. And I went, dude, I, I got to do a deep, dive, a deep dive with you. So that is a tease, my friends, to come back for next week. And the other thing, I did appear on a podcast and it is called the Live in the Vet Life. And uh, here is a little snippet of me from that show. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Dave. If you're interested in starting a podcast, understanding the tech of making your first podcast, or just making your podcast better, Dave Jackson at schoolofpodcasting.com is a great resource. When I first got into podcasting back in 2005, 
And then when I got back into podcasting in 2016, I used the School of Podcasting site to find out what kind of gear and software I should invest in. So check him out. Dave Jackson at the school of podcasting.com. Thank you, Rob. That is uh, yeah. So if you want to get some exposure for your show, go over to live in the vet This is a show by Rob Kearns. I'm going to play you a little clip of that here in a second. Rob is all about making sure veterans know how to get their benefits. So talk about niching down to a show and Immediately when I heard veterans, I thought of Fred Castaneda. I thought of Bill Conrad. I know a bunch of people. Uh, John Lee Dumas uh, is another veteran. And so that's one of the cool things about this. And I'm sure that Rob is going to find a lot of people are like, man, I'm so glad I found your show. And speaking of that, I want to I want to give him a little applause here. Yeah, because he just launched show number two. So let me play you just a quick clip of this. This week on our second episode of Living the Vet Life. We talk with a veteran about knowing the signs of PTSD and the best ways to address that. We also talk about your DD-214 and the importance of knowing where it is and why you need to have it. Oh, I want to, uh, doggone, I hit the wrong button. Here's what's cool about that, right? He said the old DDT-214, whatever it was. Here's why that's so cool. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea. But I'm sure if you're in that niche, if you're a veteran, you're like, what do you mean you don't know the DT-2XYZ, hokey pokey, turn yourself around form? Right. And I was like, oh, I have no idea what he's talking about. That's got to be awesome. So when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, oh, very, very cool. Yeah, this is episode number two. And um, I'll play you just a little bit more of that. I accidentally hit the wrong button. So Best ways to address that. Here we he comes. Also talk about your DD-214. Yeah, the, the DD-214. Knowing where it is and why you need to have it. So let's get started on our second episode of Living the Vet Life. Hit it, ladies. Oh, wrong show. second episode of living the vet life in the two weeks since our first episode our website at livingthevetlife.com has taken more shape and we have launched our twitter and facebook pages over 50 people have downloaded our first podcast whoa 50 people isn't that cool so here's a guy that there's a great quote from zig ziglar that if you wait for all the lights to turn green you would never make it to work and so Rob is just, he's building it as it goes. He, he's like, mm, that was good. You know what? I can make it better. And he's got 50 people that's listened to his first episode. And again, I'm a teacher. My background, that's almost three classrooms. Three classrooms where people have chosen. And this is on one week. And he said, I just set up Twitter and Facebook. So, you know, he didn't have a huge Facebook following. Isn't that cool? Love it. So we say thank you. And we hope you get some return of your time with us. And you walk away with a better idea on how to get your benefits you have earned as a veteran of our armed forces. Nailed it. A minute into a show, you know exactly what the show is about. It's about getting your benefits for, you know, the armed forces. Very, very cool. Uh, Rob, best of luck with that. Keep me posted on that as you go along. And again, go over to his website, livingthevetlife.com, and you can record the Pledge of Allegiance and get a little exposure. And how long does it take to record the Pledge of Allegiance and send it over to Rob? Those are the kind of things that Steve Stewart does. You'll, I'm, I guarantee you, you're going to hear Steve Stewart on that show. Those are the little things. When somebody gives you a crack in the door for exposure, I don't want to hear you going, I can't get anybody to listen to my show when you're not taking advantage of these little things that could mean a lot. They really could. So check it out, livingthevetlife.com. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. All right, there are so many different ways to get feedback from your audience, and I'll talk about all of those in a minute, but right now there's a new app that is just on fire, and it's catching a lot of attention, and it reminds me of an app I first heard about from Jeff Bradbury over at teachercast.net. And that app was called Voxer. And I played with Voxer for a little while. And, but I then heard about Anchor. And I've been playing with Anchor for about two days. And um, I'd mentioned Anchor in the uh, School of Podcasting's private Facebook group. And 
I knew Chris Nessie from chrisnessie.com. Now that, that is C-H-R-I-S-N-E-S-I.com. And I know Chris was pretty much a power user for Voxer. And I wanted to compare Voxer and Anchor together. So here's my conversation with Chris. Joining me, the founder of the Edu Podcast Network. You can find that at Edu Podcast Network. It's Chris Nessie. Now you can find him at chrisnessie.com. And I've, but uh, Chris is a, I, can, can we call you a power user of Voxer? I certainly play one on TV, Dave. Uh, excellent. <laughs> and uh, well, first things first, thanks for, for coming on the show and talking about this. I deeply appreciate it. And um, one of the things that's kind of funny is, about every, I don't know, month or two or so, some new bright, shiny object will come on and we'll all go, ooh, look, it's new. And the new thing that I just got involved with is this thing called Anchor at anchor.fm. And I played with it for the better part of a day and a half now. And it's got some cool features, but I went, I've played with Voxer in the past. And the only thing I didn't like about Voxer, and there really isn't any, is just it was another place to check. So I'm always, you know, I, I went over tonight and I'm like, man, I've missed a lot of really good conversations. I need to come back here more. And I was just looking at it going, okay, Anchor looks cool. You can kind of, uh, you, you basically record a message with your phone and it's kind of like Twitter with audio, which some might say, isn't that Clamor? No, Clamor is like Twitter for audio, but it's it's taking out snippets of something that's already recorded. This is kind of you leaving your opinion about something that you might be asking your your podcast audience for a question or things of this nature. And then basically they can reply and you can reply to the reply. And then it's just notification hell for lack of a better phrase, because anything that you leave a reply on or anything that somebody replies to something that you started, you get notified. Now I'm assuming you can turn that off somewhere, but I just know I look at my phone and it's just like somebody replied to the reply of your reply of the thing that you thought that you, it was just insane. And so I was looking at it going, this looks like Voxer, kind of. And so I knew Chris uses Voxer all the time. Jeff Bradbury has been on the show. He's the guy that turned me on to Voxer. And I was like, well, let's get Chris on to explain that uh, we might be getting all hot and bothered over this new tool when there's actually already one on the market that might actually do more things. So have you, I know you're, you said you dabbled in, in uh, Anchor for a, just a, a day or two just to kick the tires on it. What were your thoughts? Well, I dabbled in it because a wise sage named Dave Jackson <laughs> posted on Facebook, hey, check this out. So like a good little sheep, I followed the shepherd. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm kicking the tires on it. And what I'm finding is the app itself, from my perspective, is not that intuitive. It doesn't make it real easy to follow the reply to the reply. I've also found that, again, in just a short time, that it's very hard to find what's out there, like to find what people are talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those where you kind of like, if you're starting the conversation, that part I get, but I also found out that they have hashtags and I was listening to the podcast hashtag or podcasting one of the, something like that. And of course, mo there was a lot of noise already. I was really surprised for a brand new tool. There was a lot of people, and I'm always amazed at how many people want to start off, and I'm not a prude by any means, but their first impression is, let's come on, say something really shocking, drop a bunch of F-bombs, and, and that's it. Like they start doing their show in a, a channel that's supposed to be for podcasts, like questions about podcasting or questions for your audience. And it was just kind of, I just was like, wow, the noise is here already. People just using it to promote, promote, promote. So yeah, and, and the other thing I didn't realize is I was I was listening to that whatever it is, that hashtag, is once you're done with all of them, it repeats. So all of a sudden, I, I kept hearing the same thing over and over and over. And I was like, well, that's kind of odd. For me, I actually found it somewhat intuitive, as long as you don't mind being kind of bullied. Because the first time you launch the app, it's like, say your name. You know, Then you have to swipe up, and then you do this. And all of a sudden, you're like connected. So as long as you do what the app says, it's kind of pushy that way. I was able to get involved. And then somebody instantly, it said, here, record your first wave. And I did that and somebody replied. And then I replied to the reply and, and that got going. There was a conversation, but yeah, as I've now used it two days, you kind of get lost. And, and 
again, neither one of us are what we would call power users of Anchor. There's not really a whole lot to it uh, at this point. I, I do like the fact that you can go in and you you name your little message that you recorded and you can put a, uh, if you type a website address, it does make it a link. So I could see it as, hey, on episode number you know, 502, we talked about, you know, Anchor. If you've had a chance to use it, you know, what do you think of it? Hit reply. And I can see where you could get feedback for that. Or maybe if I want to, because of my podcast, blank, here, reply to, to leave that message. I can see cultivating it to get information for your show. But that means your audience has to come to Anchor, download the app, fire it up, and then find you. But I noticed like when you went on and even uh, Daniel, Daniel J. Lewis, you guys asked thought-provoking questions. It was like you talked about people are just throwing noise out on these hashtags, but guys like you, you're coming in and you're not making noise, but you're actually creating content in that small two-minute window, which I found valuable. But then I also found it humorous when people were replying to you. One, I get amazed that people don't know who you are and what you do, because <laughs> I think everybody should know who you are, especially <laughs> if they get into the space. But it, it just struck me as like there's, there's no end there. There's no way to like close down the conversation. Um, mm. Also what I had noticed, I tried the, uh, the embed feature. So I went over to some website where you, I forget what it is, where you can just test out some iframe code. So it's an iframe and it, it, it puts a, a visually appealing player that I guess you could put on to your show notes or maybe onto your feedback page. But I think the way this works, since it's almost like threaded audio discussion with the reply to the reply, you would want to put it on, each individual show notes page, not just on your contact page, and right. want to gather get, uh, gather general feedback. But once you do that, if you go to click on it through your website, it brings you to the ability to then download the app onto your device. So there's no web interface for people who maybe view the show notes to your shows on on, mm. on the PC or or the Mac. I also noticed that while you can put the uh, the URLs in like the description, if I just put like chrisnessy.com slash fifty four that wasn't recognized clearly. It, it, put, mm. it put the anchor domain name in front of it. So what you have to do, so here's a little tip for people listening. If you want to put a domain name in your description, put the HTTP semicolon slash slash. So put, put your full web address and then it'll actually register that link in the way you'd want it to. Uh, so you have to put the whole enchilada. Yeah. Interesting. And you're limited in character. So if you have a really long my awesome domain name podcast.com it could be an issue yeah and it's not as long as a tweet either so it's not even 140 characters yeah i, I guess my advice for using the app when in doubt swipe up or down yeah that seems to be because when i log in i don't see like my stuff i see whoever i see people i basically am following and then as i swipe down i can see there's daniel j lewis there's john buchanis leslie samuel you know, all these other people. And I can see what they, what their last wave was, I'm guessing, and how many replies they have. Yes, I can see my wave. What podcasting mistakes have you made has been heard 34 times and I have 11 replies. Interesting. Well, what are some of the things, and I know when I originally threw this out, you're like, oh man, Voxer is so much better than this. And I was like, okay, cool. So uh, I'm always open to uh, learning bigger tools. And if there's something I'm missing, you know, what is it? So what are some of the things that you see using Voxer for that just kind of uh, leave Anchor in the dust? It's much more intuitive to use. It, it basically turns your device, whether it's iOS or Android, into a walkie-talkie. And I guess what you're missing between the two is that Voxer is private, so it's not one of these hot, new, fresh broadcasting apps that'll allow you to stream or publicly have conduct your conversations. So if that's what people are looking for, you're not going to get that with Voxer. What you will get is the ability to engage. And that's what it's all about, engaging with your community or your audience, your listeners, or, or just people you want to connect with. It's a great collaboration tool, even outside of podcasting. But I, I've started to use it on my own show and, and I announce it, you know, my username, you can connect with me, send me a Vox. And it's been real easy for me to incorporate the audio into my show. And, and that's what I'm looking to do. So do you have like a private group for your audience then? I don't because th there is, you can be free on Voxer or there is a, you can be a actual paid pro user mm -hmm. and, you know, being a teacher, I like things that are free. <laughs> right. Um, but, if, but if I was a pro user, I could do that. If you're a pro, 
as a free user, I can set up a group, uh, but I'm just restricted as to how many people I can put into a group. Ah, uh, got it. Account, you you can you, you get a lot more in terms of size and uh, some more administrative rights over a group that you don't get with the free account. But but I'm in a number of groups with teachers on the free account, and it's a mix of pro users and free users. It's just that somebody usually steps up as a pro user to have all those admin rights in a group. Nice. Excellent. So it's it's almost like a, while they're both kind of audio sharing tools, it's almost different purposes. It's like Anchor's trying to be like a social network. Voxer, like you said, is more of a walkie-talkie for private conversations amongst a, a group. Yes, a- absolutely. And then it's real simple to ask. You know, I, I've had people who've taken me up and, and I get the message from them. And then I'll respond, you know, thanking them for their feedback. Uh, so you get that intimate feel with the app because you're really then connecting on another level with an individual person. And then, you know, it's just simple to ask them, can I use this audio in a future episode? And I'm 100% on people saying, yeah, please go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, I know the one thing that I like about Voxer is there's a web interface. So I actually get emailed occasionally where it's like, hey, you're missing out on some conversations and I can just go to the website and actually, uh, like tonight, I was actually leaving some messages for folks and I just plugged my computer or my uh, microphone in and started talking away. And so no matter where I'm at, whether it's on an, you know, an iPad, an iPhone, Android, et cetera, et cetera, or if I don't have any of those, I've just got a website, uh, I can still connect with Voxer. That is not an option with Anchor, at least at this point. Right. And, and the nice thing about that feature is, you know, as a podcaster, sure, I could go into my, my mobile device and I could export the individual Vox and basically email it to myself. Or when I sit down to podcast, most likely I'm going to sit at a computer. I can log in. I can play them right from my machine, or I could put them into, I could export them to uh, to Dropbox. So I could get them into Boss Jock. Uh, you could get them into Jingle Palette if you're on Windows. So I, it, it adds a lot more flexibility to get the audio into your podcast. Yeah. And it's the other thing that's kind of interesting that I've seen on Voxer is you can actually tell if somebody's listening to you live, which is always kind of a little bit of a jolt. You're like, wow, somebody's actually listening to me because you know they're going to listen to you anyway, but you can actually see, you know, so-and-so is listening to you. And I think you can also see who's heard your message. Is that true? Yes. Um, it'll show you a couple of people if you're in a group chat uh, who has listened to it. And then if you actually go further into that individual message, you can see who's listened to it, who it's been delivered to. So while, well, yeah, there's a little bit of a big brother aspect to it. It's good to know that your message got heard. And right. Expect that that's actually kind of funny because I'm in a group with uh, with five other teachers, a, a little small group, and we'll always be voxing back and forth, and we'll joke around and say, "Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'll be voxing," and then I'll say, "Oh, you know, Danny is listening live," and "Hey, Danny, how you doing?" And you, and you can, yeah, you have fun with it. Yeah, because I know there have been times when it is it feels very much like a walkie-talkie because. Somebody will leave a reply and then you'll leave the reply. And the minute you get done, you can just basically count to 10 and here comes their reply. So it's a really cool communication tool. And again, in this case, it's it's private. So you don't have to worry about um, the world hearing about whatever the heck you're talking about. So, And, and again, it brings that, that level of intimacy to the whole communication thing. And the, the nice thing about groups is obviously you have control over who's in the group with Anchor, you can go in like, I know I had somebody that the very first thing I was just like, wow, this is, I don't want to hear anything else from this person. I'll put it that way. You can go into Anchor and say, block this user from you. So if they're just talking trash, you can say, I don't want to have to, you know, swipe up on that anymore. And you can kind of, especially if it's like a hashtag or something like that, that you want to check on a regular basis, you can say, show me everything except this guy and that guy. And this woman, and you know, so you can kind of filter those out a little bit. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because, like I say, right now it's the bright, shiny thing, as was Elo, as was Classmates, <laughs> all the other big things that come along. So, so you you have received feedback from your podcast audience via Voxer. Yes, very cool. And you just basically say, "Here's my Voxer name," because it's a free app. That's the beauty of it. They don't have to pay to to use it. They just look you up and send you a message and you've got the audio to play on your show. And the cool thing is, unlike you know, people that call a, a voicemail number on their cell phone and 
this is a much better quality, I would think. I, I know some voice messages I get are just horrendous. You know, this obviously, if they're in a, I don't know, subway or something like that, it's going to have the background noise, but we don't have to deal with a phone line kind of sound that comes from just using the phone line and people going through tunnels and breaking up. Yeah, I actually had taken the time early on to open up one of these files in uh, in Audacity and mm-hmm. look at the specs on it. And it's much better quality than Google Voice, which I also use. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not horrible. It, right. It's usable. It, people, you know, most likely they're using it on a device that has a good microphone, like like you always talk about. Yeah. So that, that that's a plus. It's official listenable, is what I always tell people. Do you happen to have a a because of my podcast story while I got you on the horn? Because of my pot, man, you're killing me, Dave. <laughs> I know. I didn't. No prep ahead. Just we're just gonna we're just gonna come in, invite you to talk about Voxer, and then throw thirty seven topics at you. <laughs> well, the easy answer is because of my podcast. Yeah. I'm talking to you on your show. As my wife went out to dinner tonight, she's like, "Who are you talking to again?" I was like, "I'm talking to Dave Jackson," and she said, "Well, who's that?" I'm like, "He's the school of podcasting. He's the show I listen to religiously." to continue to hone this craft that I'm trying to do really well. So because of my podcast, I am here with you. Well, and, and this proves exactly what I was saying last week, because what did you do? You, you've always delivered value in the school of podcasting, Facebook group in Voxer. And I say, when you deliver value to the host, they will eventually, because I want my audience to benefit, like I'm benefiting from your expertise. So you just, you bring value to me and I bring value to my audience. And that's exactly how it was. So people go, well, why do you think that? I'm like, because of Chris Nessie. That's why. I mean, your classic example of, of you know, and then we've kind of interacted over, uh, you know, time via email and different things like that. So that's just how it works. Instead of you just sending me a form letter going, I'd like to be on your show. And in, so, and, and I got to be honest. I, so I'm going to peel back the curtain. I'm okay. one of the people who honestly, as I've listened to your show, I've thought, Boy, I, I, I might be able to bring value, but I'm never going to reach out to him because that's just not how you do it. So I'm respecting the best practices of the podcast world. Well, you can always bring, you know, as long as you connect the dots for me and say, hey, here's I know you talk about this and I do this and I know this. I think your audience would like this. That's that you've just saved me some time. So I, I don't want people to not reach out to me. I just don't want people to go. You know, I that's something that's just so not related to a podcast about podcasting or whatever the the topic is. That's what drives me bonkers. So that's true. Yeah. So when do you want to talk about my on fire and education book? <laughs> <laughs> is it daily? <laughs> I'm going three times a day. That's it. The more downloads, the better. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, Mr. Nessie, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate you sharing your knowledge on Voxer. If you want to check out Chris, you can just go to chrisnessy.com and that is just good old C-H-R-I-S-N-E-S-I.com or check out his whole network at edupodcastnetwork.com. Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show, buddy. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Really appreciate it. And there you go. Super nice guy. And like I said, Chris is a perfect example of here's a guy through email, through Facebook things that I've seen him post on the School of Podcasting's Facebook group. That I'm like, wow, this guy seems to know his stuff in certain areas. And I was just like, hey, I want to talk about this. I know you know about that. Why don't you come on and we'll talk about it together? Number one, gets my audience involved. Number two, he's got a great insight into this tool. And if he can bring value to me, he can bring value to you. And uh, so, Chris, thanks again so much for coming on. And that's how it works. This is, again, I try when I state an opinion. It's usually based on some sort of action or tool or something. So let's, let's look at all these different options. The first one is voicemail. Now I have a link for you, podcastvoicemail.com. That is my affiliate link for call eight and it's $2 a month and it's six cents a minute. I've never had a bill more than $4. Usually my bill is uh, two bucks. Doesn't get used a lot, but and the other thing you need to know here is the audio from voicemail is kind of uh, usable. Not great because it's using the actual phone lines. And when you go through the phone lines, that's what makes it sound like this. And then it's kind of just, it's not a great recording of it. It's usable. I would not want to record an entire podcast using my phone, but that is one option. 
Now, above that, you have SpeakPipe. Now, Chris was talking about how you can reply to a reply to a reply, and you may not know this. You can do this with SpeakPipe, and I've got links to all these out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 502, and SpeakPipe is a free service that you can basically grab a little code, put it on your contact page, and when somebody goes to your website, if they have a microphone plugged in, they can click on that and leave a message. Now, the free version, you can only leave a message that's so long, and you can only store so many messages, but it's not that expensive if you go with the pro version, but what I love about it is I get notified that I have a new voicemail message and I can go to the, click on a link, listen to it and click and hit reply. And I can do very much what I do with Voxer via SpeakPipe, where I can just leave a reply and then they can click on it and reply. It'll come right back to me. And so that is kind of a one-on-one private conversation via SpeakPipe. And again, SpeakPipe is free. Then enter, let's go with Voxer. Voxer, also a free app with a paid version, much like uh, SpeakPipe. The difference here with speak with uh, Voxer, Voxer works on Android, it works on iOS, and it also just works in a browser. That's the cool thing about it. If you don't, if you go, I don't have any kind of smartphone, you could use Voxer just using your website and your microphone that you plug in. And so the difference here is it's both private and um, so you can have a private message to just me or whoever. And then you can also create a group, which is what Chris was talking about. That then has a community, but it's not wide open to the public. You have to invite those people to your community. So that's kind of actually kind of cool. Every time I think about that, I go, I should create a Voxer group for the School of Podcasting because it really is powerful when you get a group in there that, again, is about bringing value, bringing your experience to the conversation. And so it does work on all uh, websites. And the other nice thing about Voxer and SpeakPipe, and for the record podcast voicemail, they all give you a file that you can download. And for me, the one thing that Anchor is really missing as a podcast feedback tool, and let's look at that. So Voxer is kind of private, but you can make your own community. Thus, it's kind of both, and it works on all platforms. Anchor is public, public, public. Everything you do, everybody can see. And so that's kind of the big difference here is, and when somebody, I can go into Vox, you also need the app. So you need somebody who knows how to get the app and then how to set it up. Set it up. Chris said it wasn't very intuitive. It's just, to me, it's kind of a bully. It forces you to like go through the signup process. So if you decide to play with Anchor, get somewhere where you got like 15 minutes. It won't take that long, but it's going to want you to talk and say your name and then talk and come up with your first wave. So that's a little news uh, to know when you get ready to do that. You know, this is all public. And so everybody can hear the conversation, which can be kind of good if you want your community to chime in. Because sometimes a really good uh, idea is not the first one. It's somebody goes, ooh, that's really good. Have you ever put chocolate on it? And then somebody goes, ooh, you know, that would be good. But you know what would even make it better? Chocolate and bacon. And then somebody goes, ooh, wait, can we put cheese on that? And I'm like, man, we are so American. Right. It's it's an idea on an idea on an idea, which would be a great tool for Anchor. If you're looking for for people to communicate with each other, Anchor is a tool that doesn't require you to make a group like Voxer does. So there's no real wrong or right answer here. It's kind of what fits your community, what you're trying to do. The bad news for me, that's kind of a uh, with Anchor, there's no easy way to get these files. If you want to download them and play them in your show, what I ended up doing was I would share it. I sent it to my email, which then I clicked on and opened up that wave on a website that I then had to, I opened up Hindenburg Journalist. And there's a way that you can go into Hindenburg Journalist and say under uh, tools options and say record other applications. And I just hit record and then played my wave and recorded it that way. So it's kind of a pain in the butt to get the audio into your podcast. Now that might change in the future as I record this here at the end of February. But the other way I could have done it is just grab my phone, plugged it into a mixer and hit the play button right from the phone and done it that way. So you'll actually hear me play a couple clips here in a minute uh, that I got from Anchor. Um, Then the last one, and this keeps getting clumped in because it's an audio sharing tool. But in terms of getting feedback, from your audience, it's not really in that genre to a certain extent. And that is Clamor. Clamor is spelled C-L-A-M-M-R. 
and you can find it at clamor.com. It's a fun tool to help spread the word about your show. And you can use this free app, it's for iOS, or you can use their website again at clamor.com to create clips of your show up to 24 seconds. And when Clamor was first launched, the act of creating a Clamor was a bit cumbersome. They have improved this a bit over the time, and they have added the ability to um, use their website. So if you don't have an iOS device, and basically if somebody likes a clip of your show, when they hear it, they can click a link and it will email them a link to your show where they can download the rest of it. And now in the app, you can actually just say, no, I want to hear that now. And it'll go back and they can download your episode through that. So it's a great way kind of to boost the viral ability, if there is such a thing, of your show. So you basically share clips of your show with tools like Anchor. It's more sharing your opinion about the show. So I could make a, a wave and anchor, ask people, what did you think of episode number 502? Take that, forward it to myself, get the embed link and put it at the bottom of this particular show. And you could then comment on it both in the anchor tech, in the anchor app and on the website. Like I say, not exactly um, an easy task, but likewise, clamor is not the easiest thing as well. I, uh, I love it. It's, they've made it a lot easier. And the other thing you can do in the same way that you can embed a wave from anchor, you can embed a widget from clamor that has all your favorite clips. So you can see that I have a, a, a playlist from clamor. You go out to school of podcasting.com slash five Oh two. So you can also share your playlist from clamor in a text link. So if you can say, here are my favorite clamors, you can put that out via uh, Twitter and tweet um, tweets look really cool from clamor. They actually put like a card there and you can listen to them right from Twitter. So if we go over that again, voicemail requires no app. All you need is a phone and you need to know how to dial and talk. The bad news is it doesn't sound as good, but it is fairly cheap at two bucks a month. Speak pipe free. Put a bit of code on your website. Your audience has to have a microphone. And uh, for them to leave a comment on a mobile phone, they have to install the SpeakPipe app. So SpeakPipe free makes a button on your website for people to leave a, a message on that. Anchor also free. This is the one that's completely public for people to leave responses to your questions or your anything you put on there. It's a reply, reply, reply. And I'll be playing you clips of that in just a second. And then Voxer is private, but you can make your own public group. Voxer, again, uh, works on Android, iOS, and on their website. So I went over to Anchor, and I kind of just threw out a, a, a quick wave and instantly started having a conversation. So this is going to sound kind of weird because I'm swiping through these as I play this, but you'll hear where, number one, me and this guy named Dale had a conversation and then it was kind of cool because in the middle of it, uh, Rich Palmer, who was one of easily the first five people to sign up at the School of Podcasting, threw in a cool little testimonial, and uh, that's always good to hear. So here is uh, kind of the bits and pieces of a conversation, and this was within like the first five minutes of joining Anchor. Hey, Dave, what's going on? This is Dan from Massachusetts. Just uh, scanning some other people's first waves. In the day, you know, 2000. Hey, Dan, thanks for the reply. Yeah, back in the day. You know, I forgot to say back in the day. No, 2006-ish. The background on that. Yeah, it makes sense. When podcasts were newer, it was probably about a two years ago. About a two years ago. The problem is, tell uh, Dan to summarize. One minute limit on Anchor. Dave, thanks for the uh, feedback on that. That's really awesome advice. Yeah, I wondered. Dan, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 501, I just did an episode on Sweet. Thanks for the uh, the link. I okay, so I want to I want to interrupt my. So again, I realize that's really kind of jittered, but just realize it was him replying, me replying, him replying, me. Just it was like an instant conversation, and noticed it was value, 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 value. Oh, by the way, Dan, not Dale. My apologies, Dan. On episode number five hundred, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com, I think it was five hundred one, is where I talked about how you can increase your chances of being a guest on a show because he was asking about that his. His strategy, the question he was asking about is getting big names to be on your show. And I said, it's not the big name, it's the big value. If I had 
the chief financial officer of Ford here, right? That's a pretty big score. He's just not going to bring a whole lot of value to this audience. Now, on Steve Stewart or somebody's doing a financial show, absolutely. But on the, it's not the size of the guest. It's the size of the value they can bring to your audience. And uh, then uh, my buddy Rich Palmer chimed in. I'm going to play that. Dan, I would say if you have any interest at all in getting involved in being a podcaster, uh, regardless, go back and listen to Dave's shows. Clear back to the beginning. School of Podcasting has been around for a very long time. And Dave has provided a lot of detail from the very basics to how to get started, to what to do best, to what not to do, to what to avoid, on and on and on. It's a tremendous wealth of information. And for his members... He gets them up and running, and he gets things really tight for them. So I definitely recommend this show. Yeah, I said it. Blatant, blatant, shameless plug. You're welcome, Dave. Thank you, Rich. The uh, check is in the mail. There you go. So those are some conversations that I had. You can find Rich at richpalmer.com. He just launched a new podcast called Studio Spotlight, and it's uh, Rich and Jim Farley, and it's kind of about being a musician and a studio, but it's also gear. So if you're a gearhead, you can check that out. I'm sure he's got a link to it over at richpalmer.com. But I also threw out a question about what do you, do you have any questions about podcasting? And so here's the thing. Uh, I got a few, so I thought I would play you these just to see. Now, again, how did I get these? I had to go into Anchor, forward this via email, in this case to me. I clicked on the link of the email and I was able to then get this and record these. And I could, I guess, I guess just plug my phone into my recorder and got them that way. But here's some of the questions I got from Anchor. Dave, what a cool idea. I have a question for you. Uh, one thing I'm concerned about as I'm getting ready to launch a podcast is maybe somebody will find my podcast. But what do you do to keep them engaged and turn them into a one from a one-time listener into a subscriber and hopefully a dedicated listener? Because it strikes me there's so many new podcasts coming out now. People have way more options than they ever used to. So do you have any tips for getting people to subscribe and uh, listen to more than just one episode? Okay, so that's my buddy Dan. And um, I actually do. Number one, think about this. Have you ever had a show that like the pilot was awesome? You're like, whoa, that was cool. And then the second episode was like, eh, it wasn't, didn't quite have the magic. And by the third episode, you're like, eh, man. By the fourth episode, you're not even watching it. So you have to have consistent value on a regular basis, basically. So when I come back and the second episode was like, whoa, holy cow. And then the third episode was the same holy cow. I'm like, oh, I'm telling my friends because this wasn't a fluke. Now that's one thing you can do. The other thing you can do my buddy, um, Harry Duran over at podcastjunkies.com does this a lot. He will promote the previous episode. So like you've heard me say that in this episode that like, Hey, in our last episode, we talked about how to be a guest on other podcasts, because it seems like a lot of people are hearing about other podcasts on, well, other podcasts. And so Harry will say, yeah, if welcome to the show, if you missed last week, we were talking with so-and-so and so-and-so about such and such. My buddy, Eric K. Johnson from podcast talent coach. He does a great job of the tease at the end. He'll say, well, next week we're going to dive in deeper with this when we talk about such and such. And it, I'll be sitting there in the car going, oh, is it, is it next week yet? So those are some things to get people tuned in. Make it easy to subscribe to your show, right? I have schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. When people go there, make sure there's a big giant iTunes button and a Stitcher button and anything else, but make sure it's easy. And then we're kind of geeky in a way. We've probably figured out how to subscribe to a podcast your audience may not have. So take some screenshots, write some step-by-step -step, and make it super easy for them to subscribe. And then you don't have to worry about them coming back. They'll just, the minute they fire up their phone, it'll start downloading your stuff. And because you're bringing value, you're making them laugh. You're making them cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain any of those. But if you're talking about your French toast recipe, no, unless it's a cooking show. Unless it's, you know, Ryan K. Parker from foodcraftsman.com. You know him, you love him. Here he is. No one will punch you in the face. Yes, Ryan K. Parker might be interested in your, uh, your French toast recipe, but uh, I am not. Mike Russell. Right. Hello, Dave. It's Mike here from Music Radio Creative. I just wondered what your thoughts are 
on apps like the Anchor app, will they eventually replace formal podcasting? Will we no longer go out and buy loads of equipment and sit down and do it in a professional setup? Will we simply just hold the phone up to our ear and podcast? What are your thoughts? Now, when I first thought about this, I'm like, you know, it is super easy and it is a time shifted conversation. The problem is with Anchor, you have a two minute limit for when you create the original one and you have a one minute reply. And more and more studies are showing that people in some cases like longer shows because it is in depth and you don't get in depth from Jimmy Fallon. You don't get in depth from any kind of news show. It's always like, here's your softball question and then get out of here. So I, I don't think so. I know originally when I replied to Mike on the app, I was like, hmm, that's a good thought. But I don't think so because they're too short. Now, if they come out with an app that I can just talk and boom, here's my 20 minute podcast. That could be interesting if it if it had an RSS feed that was able to be redirected and it tied in with a uh, a hosting company. I mean, Spreaker is close to that. Spreaker, you can you can record right from your phone and it will go live. So you have live listeners. You have a chat box, so you get live feedback. And when you're done, it just goes into your feed. Now, people can't reply to that feed, but it's very, very close. So that's one of the things I love about podcasting is there are new tools and new resources coming available every day. I have a member of the School of Podcasting, Brian, you know who you are. And uh, man, he's always telling me, in fact, he was the one that told me about Anchor. And uh, he's always finding new stuff to play with. And I'm just running out of time in the day to play with all these things. But let's, uh, let's go back to uh, hear some more questions here. Hey, Dave. My question for you today is, what do you think is the minimum viable podcast? How many minutes can or could it be with value, of course, content and value? Well, I got to tell Hi, Dave, you, this is oh, Judy oops, Graff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I stop wondering- Judy, stop it. Um, I used to listen to a show and it was, I think about two minutes long. I remember it because the guy's name that did it was, his name was Jimmy Page. And I was like, do you know you, you are the lead guitar player of Led Zeppelin? But it was um, something like the health minute or something like that. And he would come on and like, do you know that carrots are the something, something and yada, yada, yada. And that's why if you do this and blah, 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 and here's how you're going to benefit. Did you know that? And it was always something like, wow, I didn't know that. I'm going to tell my friends at a party that, did you know that carrots are yada, yada, yada? It was always filled with things that you wanted to tell a friend about. And I, I'm going to say it was two minutes. And at the end, it was just like brought to you by the Fellowship of Christian um, Athletes. I think it was, if I remember right, this was like 2006-ish, 7-ish. It was like two minutes long. And so it can be any length that you want. Um, we just heard Judy introduce herself. Judy, Judy is very cool for a couple of reasons. Number one, she's at farmwife.com as in farm and wife, which I believe if I remember right, redirects to, he said, uh, doing this live. It goes to, no, it goes to farm and wife, farm and wife. Um, this is uh, a website for farmers to learn basically about web design and social media, things like that. Judy was in my podcasting in six weeks class. And what's really cool about Judy, you ready for this? She sent me a t-shirt. How cool is that? It says, have you seen my podcast? It's huge. So Judy sent in a question and it goes a little something like this. Bring if it was okay to copy and paste the show notes from the website and uh, copy or paste those into the lyric sections in iTunes for the information there that goes with the podcast. I've been doing that and I was wondering if that's okay or if that's a big no-no. Thanks. It's as far as I know, it's definitely not a big no-no. And what ID3 tags are, these are the, it's information that goes inside the MP3 file. I guess my question is these days, what is reading that? As far as I know, it's just iTunes. Like I know over overcast will look at the image. So if you're not adding an image, which when you're doing the ID3 tag, it should be no more, in my opinion, than 600 by 600 pixels. Don't put your 1400 by 1400 pixel in the MP3 file. In some cases, it can cause an issue. And uh, so I would go 600 by 600 for the image. I don't even think the podcast app looks at the lyrics, but I think iTunes does things like that. But as far as I know, it's not causing a problem. So not a big deal. 
So those are some questions that came in via Anchor. Now, I will say that it's interesting because just because you put a question out there, you may get feedback, but you may not get an answer. Kind of like going, hey, audience, tell me what your favorite color is. And somebody will come back and go, hey, Dave, that's a good question. My 1030 to 11 o'clock. Thanks. And you're like, what? And the next person comes on. Hey, Dave, thanks for the question. I like, uh, I, boy, I can't decide. Chocolate is my favorite. And you're like, wait, I asked, I asked what your favorite. So a lot of people are answering questions, but they're not answering the question because my question that I did put out was, hey, if you're a new podcaster, what were your numbers before you went into new and noteworthy? Oh, I just threw up in my mouth just a little bit. Uh, and then uh, when you went into new and noteworthy, uh, what what were your numbers then? And then when you got out of doing Noteworthy, what were your numbers there? If you'd like to share your numbers or just share the percent increase, because I'm dying to hear that because, it, you know, 2007, that was a big deal. New and Noteworthy doesn't quite carry the punch that it used to. And from the people I've heard, that is still the case. And um, I just want some verification on that. And I'm probably gonna have to launch another podcast to, to get that answer myself. So those are some ways, like I say, I, I like Anchor. I'm not crazy that I have to jump through so many hoops to get a downloadable link. That's where Voxer just kicks its butt. But for somebody to leave me a message on Voxer, they'd have to download the app, find me, and then private message me. Not the easiest thing in the world. But once they do that, you know, that learning curve is done. Then we can just chat back and forth over and over and over. So that is going to, uh, oh, I should update on this. Dave, now that you have a job at Libsyn, are you not doing the podcastmentorship.com? No, this is the program that I launched last week. It's starting uh, March 5th. So that is right around the corner. And this is for the person that really wants to take a serious stab at podcasting. It is $5,000. Yes, that's right. $5,000 for a year. So again, if we look at uh, other programs out there that are charging $2,000 for four weeks, you know, that's $500 a week. Well, times that by 52, that means that I should be charging you $26,000. But for the first six weeks, we meet twice, once with our group, and our group will not be larger than six. And we'll meet with the group, and then we'll meet once during the week with just me and you so we can work on your plan together. And this is what I mean. I'm going to be working with you I have some really cool insights into using Google, using Twitter, using other tools to really help identify who your target audience is to the point where you can almost smell them. And we're then going to know who your audience is, make a, a podcast that is better than Oreo cookie ice cream so that when they find it, they're going to go, oh my, and they're just going to go nuts on it. So if this is something, and I do have some people on the line, so if, if the answer is, has anybody signed up for this yet, Dave? Uh, no, no, they have not. And if you know me, I'm transparent here. And I, I knew when I put this out without a lot of time to promote it, that this might not go in March and uh, that's okay. I'm going to try it and see if it works. I have two people that are really, really interested and they're business owners. And that's kind of who it's, it's not geared for businesses, but it is for people that are looking for a return on investment that, you know, they can, they can see, Hey, we mentioned this in the podcast and we're getting more sales kind of thing. So if you're interested in that, it does start very, very soon. Go over to podcastmentorship.com and uh, sign up today because here's the interesting thing. If only you sign up, that means you get one-on-one -on -one counseling for a year with just you and me for five grand. And that, my friends, is a bargain, I think. So uh, that'll be interesting to see, but it is coming around. If you have any questions, go to schoolpodcasting.com slash contact, and I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have on that. So again, if you're in Florida at podfest.us this week, I want to meet you. And I know you might think, well, why would he want to talk to me? No, I want to talk to you. Don't, don't, no, don't do that. I want to meet you. That's why I'm going there. I'm so pumped up to uh, talk. I, I got done with my uh, presentation last night and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the fact that I'll be walking around without a winter coat on will be even better. And uh, next week, I will be talking with Jim Harold from jimharold.com, who at the beginning of the show, you heard with his day job and is doing podcasting full time. So that'll be next week's episode. And I'm sure I'll be giving you a recap of podfest.us. So 
Thanks so much for tuning in. The School of Podcasting will be open as soon as it is ready and not a minute sooner. So that should be very, very soon as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. And lastly, thank you to everyone who went to supportthisshow.com and clicked on the donate button to keep the lights on here at Team Jackson as I go through these transitions. Thanks to our good friends at the U.S. government uh, making it basically impossible for me (laughs) to get my unemployment benefits. So thank you so much. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. Most of you have sent emails uh, thanking you anyway, but uh, thank you in advance. And uh, until next week, class is dismissed. Not two, but three. Be pun- be pop. Oh, so close. See, I had to turn to look at the mixer. Today on episode. <clears throat> okay, try that again. <laughs>